Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Welcome to the Mile High Huddle Podcast with your football priests, Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Remember, Broncos country is not a geographic location. It's a state of being. Welcome in, everybody. It is the Mile High Huddle Podcast. I'm your host, once again, joined by my fellow football priest and partner in crime, Zach Kelberman, on a night, Zach, where the Nuggets are throwing down. Um of the, uh, I think of the playoff, the finals games that have been played so far, only one of them have not been on a night that we're streaming. But it's okay because you know what, Nuggets, they're going to tip off in about twenty minutes or no, twelve minutes. They could clinch it. This could be it. Another championship, Zach, could be brought home to Denver. This is a Broncos podcast, but hey, man, the Denver Nuggets have a chance to make history tonight. Got my fingers crossed. Yeah, I'm not too mad about them conflicting with our podcast because they will clinch tonight. They'll bring the first uh, championship home in Nuggets history and uh, make way for the Broncos. First, it was the Avs, then the Nuggets, and the Broncos, I think, are next up to uh, capture glory again. So can't wait for that. A couple of early super chats. I just want to jump right in because really appreciate you guys so much. Troy, yo, great to see you, big dog. I saw your explanation, by the way. Uh, last night on Twitter in my mentions of Fawn Donkey. And then when I went to quote tweet it, thank you for explaining, it was disappeared. So I guess you were having some phone problems, but thank you for the explanation. It says, hey guys, the Patriots are working out. DJ Fluker, is he someone the Broncos should look at too? So Zach, we've talked about the need to add perhaps one more kind of proven interior guy on the O-line. What are your thoughts on Fluker, former tackle that the NFL liked inside? Yeah, I've seen the workout transformation. He He's lost a ton of weight. He looks to be in great shape physically. You wonder about his time away from football, how that's impacted him in terms of being game ready. I, I haven't heard anything of Denver being interested, and I feel like they, when they re-signed Cameron Fleming, I feel like that was their big splurge on the O-line for the summer. I don't think they're going to look back to DJ Fluger. They might pick someone up when training camp rolls around and cuts are made. Or they want to see what these young guys can do. We mentioned them yesterday, some of the younger players they have along the interior. I don't see DJ Fluker as a viable option for the Broncos, but you never know. Um, thanks again, Troy. We'll grab these supers right out of the gates. Nothing really happening today by way of news. There are some storylines we want to get to tonight and touch on. Of course, whatever's on y'all's mind, we will definitely spend some time on. But uh, in 
out of respect for the Nuggets game, we will probably keep tonight's stream relatively tight. So if there are any burning topics, subjects you want us to get to, get them in the chat ASAP, and we'll do our best. Gyla Maples jumping in with a super sticker. Thank really you, appreciate you, big dog. Uh, what's left, Gyla wants to know, that we need? So, Zach, if we cast our gaze upon this roster, a lot of improvements. You know, there's been a lot of uh, gingout, as they say, garbage in, garbage out. Garbage in a sense of like it's just, you know, byproduct of, of football. Uh, but I think for the most part, it's a significantly improved roster. But what do you think is left? What do they need? They need the games to start already so we can see the product on the field and not just on paper. It looks really good, especially with Sean Payton as head coach, but we don't know until we know. Um, to answer the question more seriously, they need, I would say, a defensive end shed or D-line depth in general. They can probably use a center because I'm not crazy about Lloyd Cushenberry starting there. And like we just talked about, maybe another interior guard to back up uh, powers and minors. Someone at Broncos HQ, <clears throat> pardon me, really loves them. Some Lloyd Cushenberry. I mean, I thought it must have been John Elway, but it turns out it's somebody else. Maybe it maybe it is uh, George Payton after all. I don't know. But yes, a little D-line depth. I, I feel a lot better, Zach, about the edge rushing group. I could, yeah. I could use a little bit more D-line depth um, just because once you get past the trio of, of starters and I guess they're not even earmarking Mike Purcell, Zach, as a starter, at least for right now. It's Jonathan Harris, uh, DJ Jones, and then, of course, Zach Allen, the newcomer. Uh, so you do have a Mike Purcell, if that does end up being your, your starting trio. You do have that veteran uh, depth there, and then two young guys in Matt Henningsen and, and uh, Oazarike. But I think one more name would really make me feel better up front. David, the Papa Bear, what's going on, brother? Appreciate that. Very early super chat. Good evening. Right back at you. MHH for life. Buckham with a B, he says. Denver Broncos for life. Really appreciate you, big dog. Good to see you tonight. And then Sam Bam in the hizzy. Love it. Legendary, uh, pivotal figure in our community. Sam has been on the show. Uh, awesome dude. Much love and respect, Sam. He says, good evening, guys. Can't wait to see this new and improved O-line this year. Hopefully they stay healthy. Also, good luck, Nuggets fans. I think tonight is the night. <clears throat> Pardon me. I do, too, for what it's worth. I think this is the night history gets made and the, the Nuggets get to break that ice, so to speak, for uh, Denver in terms of bringing an NBA championship home. Really, really cool. But um, this new and improved O-line, Zach, for all our, our doubts about Lloyd Cushenberry, it is a pretty uh, formidable starting five. I mean, even with Cushenberry as the middle guy, Garrett Bowles was talking about this. I wrote an article about it today. Go read it after the show, guys, when you get some time. But uh, ben Powers right next to him at left guard. Cush, another dog, right, to use the verbiage that Bowles was using in Quinn Miners and then a dog in Mike McGlinchey. Got to feel pretty good about that starting five. But what do you have at depth? I mean, at least you got Cam Fleming who's got some, uh, you know, some live bullet experience. Interior guys, though, as far as depth, the closest thing you have to an experienced dude is Kyle Fuller. And I don't know how much of I would want to hang my hat on him. I wouldn't either. Um, he's a, a backup, backup plan. You also have Alex Forsyth, who the Broncos drafted, but I feel like he's a project for at least a year. They want, they don't want to throw him into the starting fray too soon. Not much by way of guard depth, though. I, I mean, there's not a tangible name in there like a Cam Fleming, a veteran that you can lean on. That's why I feel like they need to sign one more guy. But with the case of, case of Barry, we both don't like him that much in terms of him being a starter, but you can have pro bowlers everywhere. 
the Broncos did a bang up job upgrading right tackle, which has been a five year long weakness <laughs> and adding Ben powers at left guard. You can't have pro bowlers everywhere. So if the weakest link is Cushionberry and Sean Payton and Zach Streif, the new OL coach feel like they can get the most out of him, then I'm willing to give him one more shot. While we're on the subject of bowls. All right. Um, I loved his, I, I consider it a, uh, a bold prediction of sorts, but this was bulls on the record. <clears throat> pardon me for the first time, Zach talking about Mike McGlinchey quote. I love Mike. I think he's a phenomenal tackle. There's a reason why he was high in free agency. And we uh, brought him here just the last couple of years. We've gone through so many different right tackles mm-hmm. and to have a guy that's going to be there for the next five years is special sky's the limit for him. I feel like we could be the best duo of tackles in the league. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Close quote. What do you think, Zach? I think Garrett Bowles needs to worry about Garrett Bowles. You know, Mike McGlinchey should be far and away the best right tackle the Broncos have had in more than a half decade. But Garrett has been, you know, Garrett holds at times. He's been Garrett Bowles at times. He's been consistent. He's been inconsistent. That 2020 season looks like an aberration where they, you know, linemen were getting called for holding a lot less in that COVID shortened year. No more Mike Munchak. They have a new OL coach in Zach Streif, but Garrett needs to be consistent. Otherwise, like we talked about yesterday, he is a prime cap casualty for 2024 if he doesn't show that prior form. Hey, uh, quick shout out, Albert Knoppers. Thanks for popping in before your meeting, big dog. Um, Mike Ronquillo. Always a pleasure to see you in the chat. Always a pleasure to chop it up with you afterwards on Twitter and whatnot as well, my friend. You're just such a valuable piece of our community. So thank you, as always, for the support and just being that 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 bright uh, personality and encourager that you are, man. We really appreciate you. Uh, Phil down in Tucson, what's going on, my brother? He says, good evening, Chad, Zach, and Deacon Scott. Sending prayers to the Turner family. What a great Denver Bronco player. Uh, hashtag Buckham MHH for life. Indeed, Zach, there was a passing um, in Bronco uh, amongst a, a a lot of, you know, younger fans don't know this name, but um, he was a guy that when he retired, Zach, as a kicker, he was the second uh, all-time leading scorer in the league when he retired, but passed away today. Uh, I think he was 82 years old, so RIP uh, to the man. Yeah, uh, thoughts and prayers to uh, Turner's family and friends. It's always unfortunate when anyone passes, and he will always have a uh, great place in Broncos history and also Jets history. He was, I think, on their Super Bowl three team as the kicker, if I'm not mistaken. But you know, regardless, one of the best of his time, and he will be remembered in Broncos canon for sure. 
I'm going to look that up real quick at the risk of my screen doing a stupid little delay thing. Uh, yeah. So Jim Turner, you're, yeah, Zach jets 64 through 70. All right. Broncos 71 through 79. So that first, um, Super Bowl appearance, the Broncos made, he was on that roster for what it's worth. So, uh, Lawrence, what's going on, brother? Great to see you. He says, what's up guys. Is all this rain in Colorado for putting the heat out? Let's go nuggets. Yeah, um, let's hope, man. I don't see any reason why they don't clinch it. I mean, the the heat kind of made you doubt for a second, maybe that that perhaps uh, the Joker and all that momentum might might end here. Perhaps there's a chance. Who knows? But they quickly uh, they quickly put any end to that notion. I think it gets locked in tonight, Zach. Yeah, and the Joker showed up wearing all black to the arena today. I think he's preparing for a funeral and to put the heat out of their misery once and for all. I do think the Nuggets close it out tonight, and uh, I'm looking forward to watching that game. Zach, I wanted to ask you about uh, your article today, and I always really struggle saying this fellow's name. Um, Beats me. But the Broncos, <laughs> what is he, six foot eight? He's six seven, three twenty, I think, something like that. What was it that Sean Payton said about uh, the guy that's, that's here on that uh, – What's the name of the NFL program? I'm going to botch it. it. I'll let it, you tell the story, but I thought it was quite interesting. Yeah, the International Pathway Player Program. It allows players from uh, different parts of the world to get a shot or at least some exposure in the NFL. No different than the Coaching Accelerator Program that Christian Parker was taking part in, but yeah. the Broncos were awarded. I'm not going to even attempt to butcher his name. He's a massive defensive lineman. They got him last month, a uh, offensive tackle convert. Spent a little time in Arizona last year, but – Besides that, he is an infant when it comes to football. He found the game on YouTube. He's Nigerian-born, so not from the U.S. He found football on YouTube, and that started it all for him, his love of the game. He went to some camps in London. He's taken part in combines and pro days and everything, and the Broncos, uh, again, were awarded him last month, and Sean Payton says he likes him. Uh, he noted that he's acing all the early tests, but he said the real test will come when the pads go on. It's hard to really tell what a trench player can do in um, shells and just T-shirts and uh, shorts, but they like him. And like I wrote, uh, the defensive line is wide open. And when you were talking earlier about the starters, there's really only two I can think of that are locked into starting roles. And that would be Zach Allen and DJ Jones. Besides them, it's wide open for playing time. I don't know if... <laughs> Debussy, I'm not again. Yeah, in, Debussy, in Debussy, in Debussy, Chisholm, in Debussy, in Debussy, in Debussy. HCN, I'm gonna call him that from now on. If he can show HCN, well, yeah, yeah. If he can show well, and if he makes it that far to training camp, he might have a little bit of a Mike Purcell role. But then again, they have Mike Purcell and they have Tyler Lancaster, two prototypical nose tackles, and um, HCN would be that no prototypical nose tackle as well. So interesting story. I like. I enjoyed writing it, and we'll see where he goes. Um, I wanted also, Zach, while we're on the, the subject of some of the storylines from uh, the last time the Broncos uh, gave us a little media availability, um, Cortland Sutton, come on, baby, pause for me, pause for me, thank you. Um, we've talked a little bit on the show about the slant god, all right, as he is known, Michael Thomas, and what kind of, uh, you know, who amongst the Broncos wide receivers might be able to kind of uh, carve themselves out that kind of a role in Sean Payton's scheme here. And it was very interesting to hear Cortland Sutton say 
this right here, quote, it's interesting. I actually just got not too long ago, maybe a week or two ago, I just got Michael Thomas's 2019 targets, the tape, all right, from his year that he broke the record. Just diving into it, I've been able to see how many um, or how he may have ran a route that we're learning right now, figuring out ways to be able to get open because obviously uh, he had a really good year that year. So to be able to find ways to implement the things he did well into my game, I feel like we're going to have a lot of success. And yes, Zach, it was a record-breaking campaign, 149 receptions, a uh, little over 1,700 yards that year, and nine touchdowns. So um, what do you think about Sutton becoming the next uh, slant god? Kind of similar to the Garrett Bowles answer, I feel like Cortland should worry about being Cortland Sutton and get back to being the Cortland Sutton we saw before that knee injury where he was dominating cornerbacks and making 80-20 balls happen. But it's smart on his part as well to at least present the appearance like he's buying into the program completely, studying tape of former Saints players under Sean Payton. Because if he wants longevity in the NFL, if he wants to see more money on his current contract or another contract, He's got to put better, better tape out there for his own sake. It's not been good the last few years. He's been missing passes, giving up on plays, showing an outward disdain, I feel like, for the offense or the quarterback or the play calling. No excuses for Cortland now. He's fully healthy. He'll get better quarterback play, better coaching. It's up to him to go out there and be that dominant Sutton like we used to see. Well said. Well said. Um, all right, let me dive back into the chat. Again, guys, we're going to keep tonight a little bit brief just because you know we don't want to take away from the Nuggets uh, being able to clinch a world ch NBA championship here. Um, but I think, Zach, honestly, by the way, Jason, what's up? Good to see you, big dog. Uh, Jason O'Neill in the house. I think a lot of people are of a similar mind as us tonight because it is such a possibly historic moment here for the Denver Nuggets. Um, but there are a couple things real quick before we – uh, maybe start kind of winding our way down. There's an article um, that I wrote over the weekend, all right, kind of breaking down so what the, you know, we've only had really, Zach, three opportunities to hear from veteran players since, uh, since Sean Payton took over as head coach. There was the rookie minicamp, which obviously not veterans. We got to hear from a few of the draft picks there. And then there have been three, uh, days only, Zach, that Sean Payton has made players available uh, at the podium. And so I went through and I found every reference to Sean Payton. In other words, when a player was asked about what their first impressions have been uh, of Sean Payton as head coach, how is it going with Sean Payton as head coach, etc. And I took that, made sure everybody understood what, what was said, and then kind of analyzed the implications. And so in the spirit of that article, guys, go read it when you get a chance. I wanted to say, I wanted to ask you, so far, here we are now, you know, halfway through June. Tomorrow begins the uh, mandatory mini camp, and then it's that six-week brutal NFL summer where there is nothing going on. You don't have a draft to look forward to. You don't have free agency to look forward to. There's nobody in the building. Uh, so considering that that's going on this week and then it's the desert, what have been your biggest takeaways so far from Sean Payton as, as head coach of the Broncos? Like, what have you learned about him so far? It's a really, really interesting question. I'm glad you asked that. Um, number one, and I hate to overuse this expression because we've said it a lot, but an adult is back in charge. There's your favorite expression, extreme competency back at head coach. It's not a rookie. It's not a first-timer. It's not 
some guy who's too scared for the big moment. It's a guy who's been there and done that and commands respect anytime he walks into the room. Uh, going off of that, the every player, even the more mercurial ones like J- Jerry, Judy, Cortland Sutton, whoever, they seem to have all bought in immediately to the culture change and the ideals and the values that Sean Payton is instilling. And it's not easy to do cleaning up the mess of his predecessors, VJ, Vic, Nathaniel Hackett. He came into an untenable situation. He was paid a lot of money, but we're seeing why. Um, I love the fact that the Broncos are putting an emphasis on strength and conditioning. He's done nothing but rave about Bo Larry and Dal Rimple and the the new strength and conditioning departments and just putting an emphasis on being a grittier, hard-nosed, tougher, disciplined football team. And a lot of that won't come out until at least preseason or the regular season when the games are going on. But the little glimpses and the breadcrumbs that we've been privy to have been just night and day different than anything we've seen since at least Gary Kubiak and maybe even before that, Mike Shanahan. So just a steadying hand that as an added bonus is also an offensive guru and is the key to unlocking the Broncos' biggest mystery, Russell Wilson. I I think it's been outstanding so far. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Great points, man. You know, one of the there's a few themes that every player, whether they were on offense or defense, kept landing on. One of them was he's very blunt in terms of uh, how he communicates, right? Which is good. Like if you think back to uh, obviously fictionized, uh, based on a true story thing, right? Historical fiction that is Moneyball. All right, there's that scene Zach where um, Billy Bean tells his, uh, you know. GM assistant guy played by Jonah Hill to go cut uh, or tell a player, pardon me, that he's been traded. And he's like, yo, I can't do that. I can do that. And he goes, well, no, you can do it. Come on, let's role play. You do it with me. And so he goes through and he's this long winded thing and he just cuts him off. He goes, what are you talking about, dude? These are professionals. These are men. All right. Just be blunt with them. Just be direct. Just that's what, that's what they need. And I'm reminded of that when I hear how some of these players in Denver are talking about Sean Payton, which is look out of respect for them out of respect also for what he's trying to accomplish, direct, blunt, to the point. He's not going to sugarcoat things for better or for worse. I mean, not necessarily for better or for worse, but whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, he's just going to come out to the point and say it. Josie Jewell called him transparent. He was, he's been called by a lot of different guys just marveling over his um, chops as a teacher, You know, his ability to take a complex idea and distill it down into something that People can understand and assimilate themselves and duplicate his attention to uh, detail, Zach, which you talked about, is 
the probably the biggest thing that everybody's kind of like minds blown as far as the players. Like I don't even think they fully appreciated just how many levels down when you talk about a deep diver and a guy that's going to master the nuances and take joy in the nuances and, and utilize the nuances as an opportunity for the Broncos to be better than their opponents. They're really stoked on that. And uh, I think it all shakes out. I mean, there's a lot of other stuff. Go read that article, but it's definitely a breath of, a breath of fresh air for the Broncos. You mentioned the tough love being blunt and it's exactly what the Broncos needed after players, coaches in VJ and especially Nathaniel Hackett. And we talked about it a ton last season. When you're overly kind, when you're everyone's best friend, when you're trying to ingratiate yourself and you're worried about being disliked, people will take your kindness for weakness. Whether it's in business, whether it's in relationships, you have to be blunt True. and command respect. And that's the number one thing Sean Payton did when he came in. We're not doing it like we did last year. This is not how we did it in New Orleans. Yeah, they're going to play in preseason. Yeah, we're going to be in strength and conditioning a lot longer. Uh, yeah, we're going to have nine on seven drills. And yes, Russell Wilson is one of the 53. He will be coached harder. No more entourages. No more catering. No more special rules for number three just because he's highly paid. It is the biggest blessing the Broncos could have been bestowed in hiring Sean Payton. Gary Palmer in the house, the GLP. What's going on, big dog? Great to see you. Thank you for throwing down a super chat tonight. Could definitely use it. Very uh, kind of quiet night. Not a lot going on by way of news. Um, and obviously everybody really excited about the game tonight. So really appreciate you, buddy. He says, good evening, Chad, Zach, Scott, and Dylan. Nuggets in five. Go Broncos. I think that's how it's going to shake out. Uh, Naj, man, talk about a legend. Here he is. And Thank you, you know what? Uh, up until recently, Zach, I got to admit, I wasn't that into the NBA either, all right? But I've recently gotten over the last year or so um, back into the NBA. But, Naj, so I feel you, bud. But he says, uh, hey, brothers, I'm not into the NBA, but I wanted to wish you bros in the community the best of luck with the Nuggets. Enjoy my bros. Yeah, I'm not – I got to admit, I'm I'm a fan of the Nuggets, Zach, in the sense that, you know, I want to see him succeed. It's good for the city. I'm not – I didn't grow up a Denver Nuggets fan. Like, I'm not like, oh, Nuggets – I'm stoked for what it means and the implications. And and trust me, right now I'm a Nuggets fan. I want them to win it all and, and bring that to the city and for Nuggets fans in Denver and whatnot to have that experience. But uh, the NBA, I kind of fell out of love with it um, in the immediate aftermath of, we'll just call it the, 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 the Michael Jordan era, early Kobe Shaq era. And then from there, I kind of just lost interest in it. But I don't know. Did you ever have any kind of uh, fanhood in the NBA? No, I was always a football guy first and foremost, then a baseball guy second, and the occasional hockey guy uh, number three. But I, you know, I was born and raised in South Florida for 26 years of my life. And let me tell you something right now: there are no more fair weather fans than Heat fans, or pretty much any you know Dolphin fans, whatever. But Heat fans are particularly bad, even in the LeBron days. When they weren't winning, it would be a ghost town. You wouldn't hear anything. When they won a game, you'd hear constant chirping. I despise fans like that. So it's yeah. a little bit of like personal satisfaction that the Nuggets can close it out tonight. I am a Nuggets fan for sure. Very cool. Uh, Taylor, what's going on, big dog? Great to see you. I uh, love the profile pic, the trio of Lombardis in the Broncos trophy case. So cool. Uh, thank you for the super chat. He says, Sean Payton, <clears throat> uh, Let's see, Sean Payton different till than different than we're used to, and that's a great thing. Hopefully, the Broncos follow the Avalanche, and soon the Nuggets go Broncos country. Preach. How rad would that be? 
I mean, I don't know. Has that ever happened in the history of pro sports where that's those dominoes for three different sports have fallen like that so close to each other? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not much of a historian outside of the NFL, but um, yeah, go Nuggets. We'll see. I'm trying to think like in the Patriots dynasty days, did the Bruins ever, or then the Celtics, they were in the finals. I don't think it's ever happened. I don't, I don't know, man. Uh, what year was it that the Red Sox, Scott, you're a baseball guy. What was it that the year the Red Sox finally overcame the curse of the Bambino? Oh, was that 04? Yeah. Wasn't it 04? Patriots 02 and 0, or let's see, 01. Missed a year, 02, 03 world champs. And then, so yeah, yeah. So they didn't, they didn't cross past championship year window style with the, with the Red Sox. And then it seems like those Durant team or not Durant, uh, Garnett teams of uh, the Celtics, right? That era of Celtics basketball. It seems like that success was a little bit beyond that first Patriots dynasty as well. But that's a good point. If there was anyone who probably would have been that city. But as it pertains to Denver, this would be unprecedented. And I'm so happy for Nuggets fans to finally hopefully get that feeling of scaling the mountaintop. We talked about the avalanche and the Broncos are next up, man. I, you know, I'm happy that the series will be out of the way one way or the other, because then it becomes prime football season. And I can't wait for the exactly. Broncos to get back on the field. Exactly. Daniel on Facebook uh, says, Auntie Murphy rule. If anything can go well, it will. Anti-Murphy rule. Yes. Okay. I got you. So the Murphy's law, anything that could go wrong will, right? So he's saying the anti-Murphy rule, if anything can go well, it will. I'm feeling very optimistic again. I love the idea of another Nigerian nightmare on defense. Thanks, guys. Yeah, it would be rad to see something come of it. I mean, his odds are pretty stiff. I mean, the NFL is um, really trying to incentivize teams to uh, find a place for these guys in this program, Zach. But I got to tell you, I, I mean, especially a team like the Broncos where it's been seven dark years I think for Sean Payton, it's where does that bear squat in the woods? You know, he's a bottom line kind of guy. Yeah. And I just don't know that there's going to be enough uh, there there for, for him to stick this time around. But if he does, I'm going to be rooting him along. I mean, I'm going to be stoked if he does. But because the Broncos could use some, we talked about earlier, some, some mm -hmm. depth, some additional help there on the D, uh, D line. Well, listen, even if he doesn't crack the 53, which seems unlikely, if he makes the practice squad, that would be huge for HCN because, again, he only learned of the sport about five years ago yep. and is such a newcomer to it. His ceiling is still limitless, and the Broncos can mold him to be what they need him to be. If it's just a run stuffer at six foot seven, 315 pounds, so be it. Hard to get around those guys, Chad. Indeed. Uh, guys, real quick, we're, we're – we're on the tail end here. We're going to keep tonight really brief so everybody can watch the Nuggets game uh, and and not feel, you know, um, drawn away from it. But while you're here with us, guys, whether you're on YouTube, Facebook, give us a quick like on the page, on the on the video. It helps us out a lot. Mike, thank you so much, as always, for the support, Big Dog. He's like, look, Nuggets game is on. You know, it's like people's loyalty is being split, and we feel you. So that's why we're going to keep tonight relatively short. Um Zach, were, were there any other topics that we needed to get to tonight that we have yet to uh, touch on? I don't think between last night and today anything uh, groundbreaking happened. We'll know more as the week goes on because the Broncos are going to have a mandatory minicamp that starts tomorrow. So Thursday's show should be lit, and hopefully then, Chad, we'll be celebrating the Nuggets' first world title. I think so. I think so. Um, 
there's just one last thing here I want to touch on. Uh, I do it reluctantly because I don't want to give this dude's channel. Uh, so I'm not going to flash it, but here's what Yoda says. All right, Yoda at 634. A YouTuber, I'm not going to throw his handle out there, made a video a week ago on every team's predictions this year and thinks the Broncos are going to finish last place for a fourth time in a row at 6-11 and 11 when they have Sean Payton. Okay. And I got to tell you, as someone that does quite well on YouTube, spends quite a lot of time on YouTube, I never heard of this cat's channel. Have you, Zach? You stole I mean, my thunder, man. I was going to say that's why no one's ever heard of him, Yoda. I mean, that's why he's a no one. His football knowledge is obviously basement dwelling, so I'm not going to pay him too much mind. Six and 11, barring an injury to Russell Wilson or worse, ain't going to happen. Let them say what they want. Let them hate. Let them hate, baby. Uh, Sam, I'm not sure what the the new emojis in the chat do. I, we should probably figure that out. We should probably figure that out. Um, all right, guys, I think we're going to call it for tonight. All right. Let's let's uh, join together rooting the, the nuggets on before we dip on out of here, though. A couple of quick messages. That was another fantastic, if brief, episode of the MHH podcast. If you're not doing so, follow us on Twitter at the MHH pod. You can follow the main account on Twitter, the mothership account at Mile High Huddle. Chad is at Chad N. Jensen, myself at Kelberman NFL, and Scott, our producer, at Scout Kennedy. So you have the hats we're rocking, the merch we're rocking. You guys can get some for yourself at MHHmerch.com. Check that out if you haven't already. If you're on Facebook, like us at Facebook.com slash pod. If you're on Instagram, follow us at mile underscore high underscore huddle. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, make sure you're leaving your football pre-safe five, count them, five-star review for a chance to win some merch each and every single month. But if anything, please, guys and gals, Subscribe, like, and share this video and every video you see on the MHH channel. It really, really helps us grow and reach more Broncos fans just like you, baby. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. So good. I love it. Appreciate you guys so much. Um, quick shout out to these Super Chat superstars tonight. Troy, Gaila, David, Sam Bam, Gary, Naj, Taylor. And then on Facebook, I'm trying to pull up the the super supporters tonight but it's being a little bit slow so bear with me i don't know what's going on here but of course mike ronquillo phil mclaughlin lawrence rivera much love and respect uh scott tomorrow uh broncos for breakfast right broncos for breakfast all right so if, for those of you scratching your heads where to go the monday um monday morning show while everyone's doing the nfl you know six week thing that's what um nick and scott are doing as well so until uh, training camp starts, there won't be Monday shows. There will be Tuesday morning shows, Thursday morning shows. So those stay in the rotation. But uh, Daniel, hey, thank you, buddy. Appreciate your support. Hope you know that. Uh, but yeah, so tomorrow night, Broncos, uh, building the Broncos. Wednesday, you got uh, some Mile High Insiders, and then we'll be back Thursday night. Uh, it's going to be great because, Zach, not only do we have minicamp going the next three days, mandatory minicamp, and then the NFL desert, but Got to expect we're going to hear from Coach Payton. Got to expect we're going to hear from a few more players one last time before we get to that desert. So there should be quite a bit to talk about Thursday night. It'll be dope.
You know, it'd be nice to hear from the Broncos offensive coordinator, Joe Lombardi, and the Broncos special teams coordinator, and Mike or Ben Kotwika, Mike Westoff, Chris Banjo, whoever they want to put up. Yeah, VJ, just to hear him again, the old friend VJ. We'll hopefully get that in training camp, but this week should be interesting with the Broncos having a mandatory minicamp and attendance is required for that. But we'll talk about it more on Thursday. Enjoy the game tonight. Have a great start to your week. We got Brad coming Just in. Just wanted to give him a shout out. Thanks, Brad. Yes, sir. Been watching for a few years. Been a fan since the Red Miller days. Um, deep in Packers country now. Oh, no. Never miss an MHH show. Y'all are superstars. Rock on MHH. Appreciate you, Brad. And uh, hopefully you can make it out to the meet and greet when the Broncos are playing the Packers on October 22nd. But regardless, we appreciate your support. Have a great night, everyone. See you Thursday evening. Take care. And as always, go Broncos. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos.